0: Hello, all you wonderful beings and uh, energy-admitting batteries for the mega-death machine that orbits our sun. I am something that I forgot, Ben Rosenthal, and I'm joined here with some very special guests. I would say Anto, but he's not that special, but he, he he's... Uh. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, but the special guests are our friends from over at the Toy Power Podcast. Trent and Ben are back here for another week. Trent and Ben, welcome. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you. So thank what have you been
0: up to in the past week?
1: Uh, well... I'm always scrolling eBay for new toys. <laughs>
0: for, for new, what, what toys are you hoping to, to find to add to your ever-growing army of the plastic dead?
1: There's... Yeah, I know. I I probably shouldn't be looking as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All, all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pin them down. It is. But uh, no, I did just land a June... LJ, actually, LJN lot of you know, uh, six figures.
0: If you say June three times really fast, it's rumoured that Floppy appears.
1: Oh, is that right? Now, I know
0: he's out there rescuing orphans from the burning buildings still, but if we all say it and we all really believe it, maybe Floppy will appear.
2: Okay, on three. One, two, three. June! 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 June. Did you say June? I love June. Who's this homeless man in my house? Get out of here, you freak!
0: God...
1: And I hate to admit it, I, I have been Google, eBay searching Captain Planet. Uh, oh, it's yes. a It's a, yep. it's a guilty pleasure. He's our pleasure. hero. He, he is. Who bring Pollution
0: It's tiger toys. To zero. Tiger who, toys. Who? Tiger toys, mate. Yeah. Are we sure? Gadget. I'm positive, Inspector yeah. Gadget. Because I was doing some research and I thought they were made by a little toy company called LJN. But that's obviously incorrect. It, but it, we're it. talking about LJN this episode. LJN are very famous for making bad things and big beefcake wrestlers. Uh, do you know what I like most about the big beefcake wrestlers? Because the fact that they were all vinyl. When you slapped them together, they they sound like big, chunky meat sacks. Just yeah. boom, boom, <laughs> just like the real wrestlers. Um,
3: ben, what have you been doing the previous uh, week? A bit of the same, uh, searching eBay as well. Uh, for toys but I'm trying not to buy anything I'm just sort of window shopping at the moment because we have the Mega Toy Fair coming up in uh, early June so a Mega Toy Fair
0: or the is that the mega toy? Yeah, it's it is the, the mega. mega. It's a Ma- Ma- two-day, yeah, two-day
3: event. So that's you know what cool. I like
0: most about the mega toy fair, and this won't make sense to anyone in America, but I'll, I'll try and set the scenery. So it, it was formerly the biggest uh, toy fair in South Australia, which is where we reside it's currently. The
3: biggest in Southern
0: Hemisphere, yeah, I think. It, been, it was yeah. at one time. Yes, oh, okay, so, right, I believe right, so. Right, right. Yep. Um, I think it may have been taken over by another toy fair that we uh, that we frequent. Yes, fair um, enough. But. The the one part about this toy fit, it's not finding the bargains. It, it's not um, spending day with friends and yep. other uh, other collectors. It's the way the owner uses the same A2 yep. piece of yep. paper, yep. <laughs> advertising it, written in texter and put on his 1973 photocopier. Yep. And instead of getting a new piece of paper each year, the owner simply gets texter or whiteout and mm. blanks out the date. And then right over it. the top of yep. it. Yep, That's and part yep. of a charm now.
1: It's it's so charming. I, I want to see I how thick
3: it. that whiteout yeah. uh, build-up is. But right. is it done on the original can, can, or is it done he, on a photocopy? Can, no, no. Can he even close the photocopy machine anymore?
0: Like you know, the best part is that in order to apply for a table there, you have to get a paper. Uh, application form which is fine and then send a cheque or money order by snail mail is that is that right it's 100% true I've seen King Kaiju himself show me the form Uh, anyway this is Hack the Dino we talk about video games past present and future we're joined by the Toy Power Podcast and we're about to assault your ears that was very aggressive Mm We are joined here by the Toy Power podcast people, Ben and Trent. So we talked about uh, the the podcast itself. Um, I think it's time we learnt a little bit more about you. So who wants to who wants to go first? Maybe I'll throw it over to Ben. Um, you mentioned. Part of the things you you start to collect, but what's your main focus of collecting, and what got you on the road to collecting?
3: Oh, very good question. So, uh, what got me on to, to collecting was uh, the defining point when you go from collecting as a kid and just playing with toys, uh, you know, relentlessly and things, to the day I um, my birthday turned around and I was sixteen years old. And uh, my mate got me an Aliens comic. And I had no idea they made mature comics. Like, all, all through my childhood, I'd read Archie... Garfield, Snoopy, all those sort of wacky ones, the occasional Spider-Man, Simpsons, all those sort of things. I didn't know they made a proper mature horror movie tie-in comics and I was hooked. Like it wasn't even a very... It was Aliens Havoc, I think, or not even one of the better ones. And uh, so instantly um, I went to the comic book store and found it even massive library of uh, titles and things and that started that um, game and I I put that as the defining point for me from going from a casual you know play you know admiring toys and things uh, growing up to I'm now a collector. So uh, collecting comics to start with and then uh, you know then came on the toys and there was a little store called uh, Movie Maniacs where I went in and they had all the uh, 90s Kenner Alien toys and Predators all still on card, and I fell in love with them again, just like I, you know, used to buy them for four dollars at Big W, and I repurchased them on card and started collecting, and um, sort of went from there. Movie maniacs from memory, they had
0: tubs, didn't they? Like, well, not tubs, like this. This, uh, I'm sure it was homemade, uh, sectioned off like big wardrobe bin type thing. But they just threw all the figures in there, and much, literally yeah. dug down and, yep. and and grabbed things out.
3: Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the era because, you know, it was sort of the I turned eighteen in two thousand, so this is nineteen ninety eight. And they were just sort of, you know, making a name for themselves. Yep. And toys were, uh, you know, peanuts. Like they were just pocket change back then, especially 90s toys. You couldn't give them away. He-Man and things are starting to get up there. You could buy a carded He-Man for, you know, anywhere between fifty and hundred dollars. And uh, so that Even that back was, then? Yeah, yeah. some wow. Some figures like, were quite sought after, especially, you know, it all comes down to the condition of the card and things. Like He-Man is obviously, you know, the more premium and characters like Snout Spout and things would be at your lower end. Uh, but, yeah, like it was just a dime a dozen back then and it was a fantastic time to an entry level to get into um, collecting and rebuild my childhood, you know, going to garage sales before eBay completely took over and uh before every man and his dog had a phone in their pocket that could connect to the internet and they could just scroll through to see how much you know the average toy was going for on ebay it was i I can't stress it enough it was just such a wild time to be alive uh i i never forget mcfarlane toys in early 2000s uh came along and they were a deal-breaker in the sense that they made realistic movie figures. And, like, you know, up until then I only had the uh, Kenner, you know, the bull alien and the gorilla alien. You know, these weren't screen-accurate figures. These were just, you know, toy-eccentric characters with a um action feature and here comes mcfarlane and he's putting out screen accurate molds and things i mean they only had two points of articulation they're almost a statue but still uh, i'd never seen anything like that before and i just instantly fell in love and as as my collection of um, movie maniacs by the same name spawned, uh, obviously you know stole the Adelaide little uh, business's name, created the movie maniacs line, and uh, they had or um, you know as the, my collection of them grew, my collection of Kenner figures just got packed up and put away and you know put in the corner, and they got discarded because these movie maniacs figures were so much better and so much it was screen accurate. And uh, I yeah, it just it's all a uh, you know <laughs> it just spiraled on from there and uh, you know buying a Castle Grayskull, um, He-Man and Battle Cat for five bucks at a garage sale, Ugh. you know it just were they complete or no none. far from far from it, but you get that itch. Okay, now I've got Battle Cat um, with a naked He-Man. Now I need to find a He-Man with his harness and sword, and it, 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 you know as I said, it was. Um, pocket money change I love you know the way you described
0: yeah. it as an itch because that's exactly what it is yeah. sort of a niggling yep. little thing you just sort yeah. of scratch it oh, it's, it's okay i yeah. can ignore it I, I, all right yeah. it's just there i know it's there it's, all right fine i'll buy it for twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. fine <laughs>
3: yeah and and i'm a i even though i'm a loose collector i am a completist so i won't stop until i've got all three he, weapons for he-man you know and now do you need are. the
0: actual weapons or are you happy with reproductions
3: uh, I try not to go for repo. I um, am a dedicated, you know, originals person through and through, but there's just some uh, items that are ab- unobtainable, unaffordable. So I'm comfortable to well, the high end rare figures and things that I need, uh, those sort of repo things. I will go down that route. What, but,
0: uh, what's an example of some of the. Uh, so I stuff?
3: have. Uh, so there's a couple of figures um, in the Master of the Universe line call, um, known as uh, Laser Light, He Man, and. Uh, uh, laser light and what's laser, power, he laser and power laser light skeleton yeah, and they're ravers right. these yeah. glasses Pretty much, yeah. are really hard
0: and especially his tassels and his jacket <laughs> really hard to come across yeah
3: that's it uh, so they were sort of only European released very uh, low run right at the end of the line and uh, they obviously had electronics and things to uh, complement their um, their name and stuff like that. So I was able to get the original characters, but all their accessories are reproduction because it just yeah I don't I don't have a you know <laughs> well, <they're
1: sort laughs> an of endless three, four uh, thousand exactly, dollars items now so. exactly yeah. really so, yeah.
0: yeah just for those little parts.
1: Yeah, pretty much for the whole, for the whole figure. For Not a working, and, for it, it, and, and yeah. it working.
3: You know, you've, you've got to deal with corrosion and everything as well for the battery um, areas. so yeah. Super, yeah,
1: You think about a super limited release, you know, just hitting, say, some European markets yep. for a toy line that is now one of the most hotly collected toy lines of all time. Mm. So it's that combination of having something that's super hot and super limited run. Yeah. And, and two main characters so yeah it just pushes the prices right up
0: yeah amazing so what is the most expensive piece in your collection then
3: well I mean I've got to say it's a play set and it's the um, attorney master universe attorney a playset I've uh, slowly built that up over time buying just the shell and then building adding all the parts and things which is so the wrong way to do to collect a playset and uh, you you're better off just buying it all in one hit uh, you know as complete as possible and then adding couple of things but so that that is uh, probably i'd estimate two and a half thousand dollar play sets wow uh but as far as figures go aside from the um, laser-powered He-Man figures. Uh, I have a um, Tyreno Shredder from Ninja Turtles who is just what he sounds like. He's uh, a T-Rex in the form of uh, Old Mate Shredder and uh, he cost me uh, no change out of $900. Wow. Uh, And that's without any weapons. That's just loose. That's just loose. loose. So if anyone's doing repo weapons for him, uh, sign me up. I will be uh, open to that. But, yeah, yeah. Just he he was the absolute Grail of Grail. I'm um my alias online is Shredder. I've always been a Shredder fan and uh, collecting all the variations of Shredder. He was uh, the hardest one to come by, and I had to get an associate friend from the um, USA to help me out to buy it because they, you know, eBay uh, affiliation wouldn't send it to me. So had to get some help to get
0: him. Yeah, that's what. So I'm currently saving up for a Chrono Trigger Mm. inbox. Yeah, and the only way I'm going to get it for a reasonable price is to try and find someone over in the states to buy it for yeah, me and yeah. send it over. Yeah, because otherwise, and then if you do buy it, you don't know if they're going to send it. Yep. Nicely packed. Yeah. And if if they don't, or you know, does it disappear? Yeah. Or, oh no, I sent that, but they didn't send it. Yeah. All those sorts of things. Yep. It's yep. a lot of money. To and lose. and
3: postage at the moment is uh, terrible, so I felt more. Uh, comfortable it being sent you know a couple of states over to a friend and then him sending it over because I had utmost faith that he would package it and um, insure it and everything like that so and it got here quite safely so yeah.
0: So are there any pieces in your collection that you have from your childhood that still have a main place?
3: Uh, Unfortunately we moved a few times and things and uh, I vividly remember mum throwing out sort of like a towel sort of blanket thing and uh having sort of garage lots. Uh people would come over to our house and buy and it'd be like everything on this towel would be ten dollars. Everything on this towel would be fifteen and that was all my childhood toys. So I saw and and mum would then give me the money type thing and that was ten dollars back when you're ten years old is a lot of money. So I was welcoming the, the money coming through but now in retrospect it's like oh no there were some real grails Mm. (laughs) that i got rid of so unfortunately i have very very little actual figures in my collection uh mum did hold on to all the lego and things which is a prized possession in my um collection trent actually helped me not long ago uh build up a lot of the sets and things put them together so that was a fantastic day uh but i do have like um, a transformer his name's quake from the g1 series and i managed somehow managed to click um keep all three of his weapons he's got two trigger master um guns which are little transformers that transform into a gun plus a third gun so i somehow managed to keep that but it's it's you know as I talked about it last episode, it's like things like I've got a Voltron puzzle that I kept from my childhood. I've got Voltron cassettes, you know, uh, audio cassettes, and the booklet, complimentary booklet. I've got like a a, a Batman. Um, cape you know that's like would fit not wouldn't even fit my daughters and they're you know eight and ten like it, it would have been five-year-old ben uh cape because uh, it's just the, the knot doesn't go around your neck it's so uh small so it's just things like that that i cherish now uh that uh, are very unique you know coming back to that merch side of things and uh that's almost more unique than having a generic optimus prime that everyone has uh, in various degrees of you know condition from their childhood so uh i i've cherished them
0: yeah completely understand yep. you're talking to a guy who has a game boy sewing machine
3: yeah nice
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, trent um what about you What what's your main collection lines that you like to to collect now, yeah i can think of one that we've had spoken about previously and i'll bring it up if you don't because i find that story amazing but what what, what do you how did it start for you
1: Yeah. Well, look, I think you have to preface this by saying we grew up, or I grew up in the 80s, where we were told to collect them all. And and it's something, you know, you said that the itch, this sort of, you know, walk into a store and you see something and it triggers something. Like, I feel like we're a product of you know, being bombarded with half an hour of TV what? shows. What? do you mean? <laughs> no. A commercial deregulation yeah, of yeah. the advertising. They were yeah.
0: always going to make that Transformers cartoon <laughs> and He-Man cartoon. The, the toys were just happenstance. Yeah. What are you talking about? So,
1: and in that, like, you know, you watch the cartoon, you play with the toys, you know, it was a, a wonderful childhood. And then, interestingly enough, you know, you grow out of toys because there's other, you know, there's girls and other sports and cooler things to a to a 15 year old but then this store and we got a bit of love down the uh the chat section or the comment section here for the viewers watching it a lot of love for movie maniacs and that was my first experience was going into movie maniacs and seeing it's so weird but there were dick tracy action figures from the 1990 warren Beatty film with madonna and and you know the likes of some some pretty big names al pacino i think was in that film dustin Mm -hmm. hoffman it didn't do too well and the toys you know were were pretty derided but it was something i never collected and i remember seeing them in the stores so i'm like well 10 bucks for a carded dick tracy figure something i wanted as a kid never got it now's the time i've got 40 bucks i can get by the first four figures and that started the run and then it was just you know what else didn't i get uh, that i could add to my collection he-man ninja turtles all that sort of thing and it was a golden age as ben said there were a number of stores in the city and you could go and you could spend three, four, five bucks on a, on a figure, even like I was saying, 10 bucks carded figures. Uh, it was very affordable and, and pretty plentiful. So that got me into your know, Masters, Turtles, Batman, a lot of DC, Dino Rider's Mask, all the Kenner sort of stuff now, Kenner Star Wars um, and the like. So it's, it's really Centurions, Thundercats, all that sort of stuff. So um, what was the line you're thinking of, Ben?
0: Uh, we're going to head back to the Dick Tracy yeah can you tell that story
1: the, was this okay well it starts with so it was the very first line that I collected and the there's a figure in the line which if it's spoilers for a 1990 film
0: <laughs> spoilers for a 30 year old film uh, yeah. number uh, y- yeah
1: um, the blank the blank is a villain a mysterious person with no face dressed in black black fedora black trench coat and at the end it's revealed Spoilers, it's Madonna. So the Madonna character all the way through is the blank, right? So what that meant was Playmates did a toy revealing (laughs) Anto. (laughs) Playmates did a toy where you take off the, the mask and it's the Madonna character. And that was a spoiler for the film, so they basically canned it. They weren't allowed to release it. And after the film was released, the limited production run that they had got released through a Canadian Sears mail order catalog so it was a very limited run and that figure was always extremely valuable and it was the last character i needed to complete that line and i just watched you know i think i started collecting in 1997 and i just watched the price go up and up and up until and and the worst part of it was i found a lot on ebay i think in the early 2000s where the seller didn't realize they had one in there and It was a really grainy photo and I'm like, I go, oh, is that the blank? And once I'd asked that question, they're like, yes, it is. And they tried to, oh, it's the blank. It's got the blank in it. And no one, it was too late. So I got it for a bargain, but they just never, they never shipped it. And and it was was like, yeah, and it was the time I was just waiting because it was like packages could take two to three months. And I was just like, come on, come on. And when I realized it wasn't coming, I had no recourse on eBay. Not that it mattered. Like, I don't know what I spent, maybe like a hundred bucks back then. Um, But that that figure now goes for, you know, around two to three grand. And um, a couple of years ago, when I was filming Lego Masters over in Melbourne, there's a store called Lobos. And they had one carded in a nice graded Perspex case, um, graded by one of the action figure authorities. And it was... This probably goes to the most expensive toy. It was that <laughs> was selling for two thousand one hundred dollars, and it was just one of those pieces that I'm probably never going to see it again in person. If I want to get this, I'll have to import it, and you know what you say with shipping and import fees, you pay GST and all that. I was just like, be done with it. I'll I'll just pick it up. I can take it home and and done. So it took me, you know, what uh, a good. Twenty odd years to complete that collection, but I did it. So you, did, you can you do it. The line, yeah.
0: you can do it. You just need to spend outrageous <laughs> amounts of money. Um, now you mentioned something in there before that may many people watching or listening may not be aware of, but you were on the second season of Lego Masters here in Australia. Now, can you can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, of is course. Your NDA lifted. It is. is yes. Mister yeah. is is Hamish and Andy going to come after you?
1: No, no, they're pretty cool. Oh, good. Actually nominated for the Gold Logie, uh, oh. Hamish. So if you're, if you're a Hamish fan, you can go onto the, the logiecom and vote for Hamish.
0: Now, for our American listeners, of, of which we have many... What's a Logie? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. It's like a Grammy, isn't it? It's it like yeah, it. it's like a Grammy or, or an Emmy. Um, or if you're a high school student from the 1990s, a Logie is when you uh, cough up enough phlegm yeah. and bile yeah, in your throat thought. and spit it at someone or something, and the snot sticks to the spit. That's mm-hmm. a Logie. Bit
3: of an Earthworm Jim uh, mate, you know, his little uh, snot mate. Snot?
1: Yeah. Yeah, his name was Snot, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Lego Masters.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, well, it's season four has just... Uh, finished airing here in Australia. Um, Look, yeah, Australia pioneered the format. So, I mean, UK technically did it first, but it was a very, very different format. So Lego Masters, if you see it in the US or across Europe, it's it's kind of been ported from the Australian format. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Long builds, like, you know, they cut it down to, you know, maybe half an hour of building on screen, but you can be building up to, to, we did one build that was 20... Eight hours. Jeez, nonstop. Twenty-eight. Uh, no, we stopped. For I was going to say, gosh. but they, they they make it look like it's one continuous build with the editing, and you wear the same clothes every day, so it sort of looks like yeah, it looks non-stop, But you know, you you do. I think that was shot over four days, so intense, but amazing. How do you build it intense? Doesn't the weather like <laughs> no. intense? I a question. Um,
2: Just about something you've mentioned very quickly. You said you had to wear the same clothing did they give you facilities to wash and dry these clothes or did yeah, you just have they, four sets of the same clothing?
1: No, it was the same. So down to socks, right? And particularly like, I mean, I was wearing jeans most of the time. So the socks weren't noticeable. But if you're wearing shorts or a skirt or something, they were hot on, you got to be wearing the same socks. So I, I think I might've changed my socks, <laughs> um, but others weren't so Scandal. lucky. Um, they had a wardrobe department but because it was back-to-back shoots they often didn't have enough time to wash them so right. she would come in with a can of Febreze oh, and just spray no. them down <laughs> i think with the four day shoot they were washed between day 2 and day 3 and i remember her there trying to dry them off with a fan in the morning so like it's pretty like it's it's tight time frames all this stuff like the television and i'd say movie production business is crazy with how hard those people work right, like around the clock to get this stuff happening. But uh, yeah, that That's it's mad. it's eye opening. Same clothes, same clothes.
0: That's crazy. And how did you place in Lego Masters?
1: Uh, we made it to the finale episode, which is the top three teams, and we came third.
0: Mm. Did you? Were you ever tempted to like sabotage? Like, can you sabotage? Can you be the evil person <laughs> and go, oh, I'm just gonna. Oh no, I bumped into
3: it. No. Oh no, Disaster. there's no more red books in the uh, brick room. <laughs> I <laughs> I guess. But no, look, I, the,
1: the reality of the show was we were, after episode one, we were all really good friends with all the other people. And it didn't ever feel like a competition. It just felt like you really wanted the best for the other teams. Like if they could build something great and beat you, then that was, yeah, good for them.
3: And and I honestly think from an outsider looking in, I think that's why Lego Masters Australia uh, exceeds, you know, other sort of reality shows is because there's not that bickering, there's not that inbred uh, hate on each other and that, you know, the conniving and things like that. Uh, I just think it's a, a wholesome family show to watch, so,
0: yeah. Cool. All right. Last question: Are there any childhood pieces in your collection?
1: Yeah, I got most of my childhood action figures, but the uh, so like a lot of He-Man, uh, a few Star Wars, and we had a lot of the like late run last seventeen Star Wars figures. So that was thankfully kept all of those. But the one thing we um, we put them into storage, and I remember getting them out when I was getting back into toy collecting, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go and get all my He-Man figures and I had Scareglow. I had the the green staff version of Scareglow and I'm like, yeah, I've, I've I've got him there. Went to the box and all of the vintage masters figures were there, but I could only find Scareglow's right arm. That was oh, all that was no. left of him and for those of you who know your masters, I mean Scareglow probably goes for about $800 just loose now. Yeah. Yep. Um, so just, highly sought after. Just so devastated that the one, and I knew he was one of the the sought after figures and just to, I don't know what happened to him, like where he went, but his his right arm was just taunting me um, there. But yeah, no, it managed to keep most of it. So, you know, all the, uh, funnily enough, I didn't even know Star Wars characters came with accessories, right? Until, you know, being an adult collector because they would have got lost that yeah, quickly, just vacuumed up. Yep. There goes, like he comes with a little transponder or something that's you know one millimeter big and it just got sucked up so all that stuff was gone but all the the bulk of the figures were still there but we we did have some garage sales and i did keep a lot of toys that i wanted to keep but like i remember just selling my monster in my pockets like five for 20 cents and just the regret was almost instant yep on that
0: now cool so do you ever have the mountain Never had the, the mountain. Ba- oh, do you no. know how much that goes for nowadays? Yeah, oh, and it's spikes. really
1: brittle. Very brittle for a so. piece
0: of thirty-year-old soft plastic. Yeah, ridiculous. You know, uh, a good friend of the show, King Kaiju, has his pinned up on a wall. Yeah, <laughs> just pins through it. Like, you Monster. crazy, awful person. Yeah. yeah, don't buy from King Kaiju. You're just awful. Um, now, Hack the Dino was a video game show primarily and, and toy power podcast is, is about toy power and um cakes you, you bake a lot of cakes which i think is a real weird fit but there you go uh so i i searched far and wide to find a company that dabbled in both toys and video games and lo and behold last show my co-host floppy after he'd saved those burning orphans Uh, made a list about Nintendo uh, Nintendo Entertainment System games without realising that all his bad picks were all made by a company called LJN. So I thought this episode, now I've got you two here, we're going to talk about LJN, what else they made, both the good, the bad, and what they are actually known for. So I'll give a little bit of a uh, preamble here because I know both of you know a lot more than I do. And this is only uh, very thinly veiled research. So LJN Toys Limited was founded in nineteen seventy by Jack Friedman, who later founded other toy companies, notably THQ and Jack Specific, both of which are still around today. Yeah, yeah Jack, Jack Specific, Specific is yeah
3: no, is big. one of the bigger ones. I'm not sure of the other one. But well, yeah. THQ
0: uh, kept making video games, and right. they went out of business, and then uh, they were bought out by uh who's that no-name company who bought a whole bunch of studios off square enix that i asked you last show anto yeah them redeemer <laughs> or something like that uh well, they're
2: known as thq nordic now and i think they might be under the microsoft umbrella
0: no so they they got bought out by um the company that owns dark horse and and all those other oh, companies that's now. Right. Yeah. Um, redeemer is it redeemer maybe Something like that. Anyway, uh, the name LJN came from reversing the initials of Norman J. Lewis, whose toy company, Norman J. Lewis Associates, had employed Freeman as a sales representative in the 1960s. Lewis himself initially black, uh, backed LJN financially, but later sold his interest to Chinese investors.
3: Now, just on that, do you think NJL rolls off the t- tongue as well? No, so you it think it's good. a very,
0: very wise decision, I think. Yeah, yeah and I mean, LJN... like. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. They went for it just because it rolls off the tongue nicely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, LJM was first and foremost a toy company. And back in the wild and crazy 80s, it thought it would be a great idea to produce a line of realistic water guns. Every gun in the entrench. Uh, entrench? Enter Trench. Enter Tech. Sorry, I can't read. <laughs> uh, series was all black with no neon safety tip and based on actual weapons like the Colt 911, the, uh, the TEC9, and the M16. This led to accidental deaths, robberies, lawsuits, and bans. <laughs> LJN reworked the line to be far less realistic, but by then the damage was done. No, you can't, yeah. America so, I think that's why we have orange tips. on the
1: reason. I think... Three people were killed, holding... Now, they may have been performing a bank robbery, I'm not sure, but three people were shot dead by law enforcement with these Entertech weapons. So wow. Water pistols. Yeah, Ridiculous. with water pistols.
0: Um, now, what else did uh, LJN make that we are aware of?
1: I think you have to say... If you say LJN, it's synonymous with wrestling figures. Yep. Now, now wrestling figures, if, if you go back sort of to the 80s there were a couple of different lines. You remember probably the big plastic hunks, right? Yep. And then you had the smaller ones that were done by Hasbro. And you had the thumb wrestlers as yeah, well. Yeah, oh, the okay. ones you could... Yep. yep, they were also, I think, LJN. I think yep. the Hasbro the ones Hasbro. came
3: sort of late 80s, early 90s, I think.
1: But but yeah, yeah. but LJN yep. were, were known for those. Yep. If you see those big rubber ones yep. that had no articulation and you could sort of... They were kind of bendable without having the wire frames in them. They weren't poseable... But they were, you could sort of do punching and kicking and body slams and all that sort of thing. And they did a, a ring and a cage yep. um, that you could yep. find. So that's probably what they're best known for. But what launched them was the E.T. license. So they got the license <laughs> to do E.T. toys. They didn't famously do the the, the, the light-up finger. That's awful. That's one of the most awful toys you can uh, possibly imagine. That's not LJN, but they had a license to do E.T. They also did a Brooke Shields doll early on. Um, but what I guess I know them for, or what I collect mostly LJN for, is their Thundercats line, which we've got, yeah, Snarf uh, up here at the front. So that was really in response to what Mattel was doing with Masters of the Universe. So there was a Thundercats cartoon and LJN got in with the toys. Um, they also did another line called, was it Tiger, tiger sharks? sharks? You've got yeah, one of them i got ben?
3: the Tiger Shark here. This is old mate T-Ray, the uh, evil villain. And the cool thing is he's got a, w- a really cool uh, action feature. Uh, the original toy came with a whip, so that whip would uh, swing around and things. And there was also like a scuba diving helmet that would yep. sit on top. And the cool thing with the um, Thundercats and Tiger Sharks, they was sort of... Uh, sort of part of a trio so you've got tiger sharks on the land sorry you've got uh, thundercats on the land tiger sharks in the sea and then up in the air is famously silver hawks right however silver hawks toys were released in the 80s and the uh, corresponding uh, cartoon but they were bought out and released by kenner so that was a completely different scale at the sort of three and three quarter uh, sort of more esque to their star wars and gi joe scale and um, and it totally threw out the uh, the trilogy the Trinity, yeah. the, uh, of um, these characters, uh, and uh, there's been little uh, hints and teases in each of the cartoons to um, symbolise uh, the tr- you know the trio of the um, you know uniforms uh, Earth, Sea, and. Uh, air, and uh, yeah, but that's really cool. But unfortunately, Tiger Sharks uh, Thundercats did really well. They had a couple of seasons of the cartoon, and they had a quite a di- um, long l- running toy line. But Tiger Sharks came in at the end and uh, had a one season cartoon and a very very r- uh, minimal and uh, small production run toy line, uh, which uh, didn't even get any
1: vehicles or anything. Yeah. So, mm. and that feature you've got there, the push button yep. was they they coined. I think Battlematic, yep. the Battlematic action feature, and with certain figures you could press a little device into their back, and it would cause the eyes to light up on Lino and and Mumra and that sort of thing. So they are fairly innovative. You can see they they sort of used electronics, and it will tie into sort of video games later on. Um, but they they did they they weren't just a one trick pony. They had the the big action features, yeah. And yeah things. The big yeah. wrestling figures, but they also had the the action features yeah. to compete with Masters. Um, They had an advanced Dungeons and Dragons toy line, which I think has a character called War Duke, who's very sought after and, you know, wizards and that sort of thing. And they went into things that were sort of a bit G.I. Joe-esque with Bionic 6, but they were made of um, die-cast Diecast metal, so they're just thrashed, like, you know, you imagine all the paints chipped off and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Definitely June a toy figures?
3: line that you need to buy uh, carded, carded because yeah, you uh, need that one carded. buying loose is just—it's uh, like a buying a little older Matchbox or Hot Wheels yeah. toy. They're just destroyed all the paints. Yeah,
1: um, the David Lynch June movie got an action figure tie-in. You could buy the the Sandworm, and <laughs> it's just like a big flex tube. You've um, just acquired I've those, have yeah. yeah, the six nice. main characters. Yeah, um, from that again, action features, but really like they were picking some pretty obscure lines. And, and in my mind, they were playing sort of second fiddle to the likes of Hasbro, Mattel, um, and, and they were re- probably maybe trying to compete based on seeing something that had come out and trying to put something into market that was similar rather than necessarily being groundbreaking like we saw for the likes things like sectors and Visionaries and these toy lines that really, you know, to compete, tried something brand new. I think... L J N was was playing it safe and trying to compete based on putting out similar product. But what I would say, Ben, we talked about my collection in your last episode yep. being predominantly mint on card. Yep. I can tell you I have no mint on card L J N figures. Oh wow. Because okay. they are that hard no, to find. No, and that no Thundercats. Expensive. Nothing. Nothing, Okay. No. no. I just yep. I, I just have never been able to yeah. afford them. Wow. Um, you know, like it, it's just yeah, you're looking at Lino. You know, thousand bucks plus. Wow, um, really? Yeah, yeah e- easily. And even just some of the basic characters are like three, three hundred sort of almost minimum for for like a card of Thundercats. So all my LJN figures are loose, and I'm happy with that. Um, are you though? Uh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Are you> a- <laughs> but but what's really interesting about that is it tells you something about the value. Of LJN toys, and and that value is derived from the lower production runs yes. that they yeah. had. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people
3: wouldn't even know or have seen Tiger Shark toys in their I lifetime. I did not. Yeah.
0: you uh, bought him in tonight yep. and said, "Oh, who's this?" And I went, I "Don't know." And you went, "Well, <laughs> what are we talking about?" Like it was very yep. nice. You were yep. you were leading me through it, even though I had absolutely no idea. And yep. you were very polite about it, which yeah. is more than I deserve. Oh, good. So, did you know, speaking of very, very small qualities, uh, quantities, uh, LJN also made a video game console? No. It's called the LJN Video Game Art. Anto, uh, I believe we have a picture and a video to go for the LJN art. Perhaps go for the picture first.
2: Uh, let me find it because I don't know. On the run sheet, highlighted. Whole oh, highlight highlighter. There we go. Bam. There it is. Oh. You can
0: see on the screen here. It's a, a basic console-looking thing. But it's got with a, a lollipop for a joystick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lollipop for a joystick. So the LJN Video Art is an educational home video game console that was developed and manufactured by LJN. It was introduced sometime in 1987, remaining on the market until at least 1989, at a heavy price drop. Uh, It's LJN's only video game console And only nine games were made for it Wow Now if we go to the uh, video That's just underneath that Anto uh, This console was basically MS Paint Uh, It had no brush or tool options And you had to use the joystick To draw everything That would be
1: infuriating That
0: that joystick does not look like It would last for. Do you know what's even more infuriating? There was no way to save Any of your drawings (laughs) or work (laughs) Wow Uh, So they uh, tried to justify this by saying it wasn't actually meant to compete against the NES or the Master System, which were uh, extremely popular at the time. Rather, it was supposed to be an alternative to television. So instead of watching a TV, you pop in a game and, and do some drawing. Uh, Very little information about it survives and not even the uh, retail price or the sales statistics are known. Now, the nine games that came with this, and I say games, they're basically what we see on the screen here, outlines that you color in. And there's no fill tool, by the way. You have to color it in. You have to (laughs) move that joystick.
1: joystick. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. To color it in. It's horrendous.
3: (laughs) Stay inside the lines. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so... The nine games that came out with it, extremely, extremely rare to find nowadays. <laughs> and
1: he's done what anyone does in paint. Like, you just start scribbling. Yeah. Because you, you've got no control. There's no finesse. Like, I love it. It's got a sliding dial to select the color. Mm. and And then you just end up, You've got no control, so it just ends up looking horrendous anyway. Like and Look at it.
0: You can't save it, so it doesn't matter. It never happened. Never happened. Oh. You can just waste your time pointlessly.
2: It was really interesting as well. Like I've I've had the I wouldn't call it pleasure, but I've <laughs> had the opportunity to touch one of these joysticks. It has no resistance whatsoever. Yep. So like you move it and it just it moves, but there's no give, and it's just a really strange feeling because you can see in this video like it it. It stays where you leave it, but it doesn't have resistance when it moves, so it shouldn't. Yeah, right. It's just a okay. weird thing. Really weird. So in
0: 1990, oh, Acclaim took over LJN and decided to close the toy arm and invest in games, as they were a hot commodity back then. Uh, unfortunately, most of their games were mostly money-grabbing licensed games that weren't very good. So I have got a list here of some bad games that were made yep. by LJN and also some not as bad to okay games. Because let's face it, none of them were brilliant. So first up we have got for the NES Tag Team Wrestling. Anto, I believe we've got a video up there. Uh, this was fundamentally unplayable in every, <laughs> nearly every way you can imagine. If you overcame the horrible graphics and controls, you still have to deal with the times when the opponent AI difficulty is raised to such a degree that it becomes quite literally impossible <laughs> to win. <laughs> the only saving grace from this game's existence is that this game eventually inspired Homestar Runner's Strong Bad character. Are we all familiar with Homestar Runner? Are you yes. kidding? Yeah. That inspired Strong Bad. Yeah, this game inspired Strong Bad. There's You're a character. Bad.
2: How do you type with boxing gloves? <laughs> yeah. Uh.
0: There. There is a one of the masked luchadors in this game has right. Strong Bad's mask.
2: Oh, that's so cool. Uh.
0: So horrible game. Like the button combinations you had to use in order to do moves. Like you'd lock up and it'd be uh, a combination come up on the screen. You had to press A B B B A in order to hit <laughs> the move. Hold left yeah. and hold these two no, buttons, wow. and then you'd have to change it if the other per- if the AI sort of did it as well. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, next up, we have oh. Bad Street Brawler. Uh, this was designed to be used with the power glove. We all know the power glove, right? That yep. controller that fit on your hand. And like the commercials made us believe that if you threw a punch, it would throw a punch, but it wasn't that at all. It was, <laughs> it was literally it was, just
1: the controller. It was a
0: controller on your wrist. I've yep. got one up there in the box.
2: Whoa, that's some artwork.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> some great artwork. Uh, yeah, you can guess how easy it was to control this game because you were going like this. Yep. <laughs> Awful, awful game. Again, quick cra- uh, cash grab. Amazing you can kick with the foul glove, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have to put it on your ankle. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those shades of green. <laughs> you punch a dog. <laughs> punch a bull man. Punch another Oh, dog. wow. Uh, and they're enemies. I, I don't know what the point is. I don't know why. Why Why is he punching so many dogs?
3: It's <sighs> uh, like a man. The, the guys man throwing the dogs. Yeah, sorry.
1: It's like a... a well, what is that? He's... <laughs> He's wearing a leotard and he's got one of those, you know, moustaches.
0: And they turn into a bee?
1: That's bizarre.
0: Is that Or oh, a butterfly? I'm not sure, man. Maybe it's his yeah. soul leaving his body. Uh, yeah. Next up, we had another movie tie-in. Back to the Future 2 and 3, which was the same game for the NES. This was a top-down Infinite Runner with... Uh... No, that was Back to the Future 1. So Back to the Future 1, sorry, was a top-down Infinite Runner with the same two songs, which were sped up. Uh, which we covered last show. However, Back to the Future 2 and 3 was a side-scroller that enabled you, once once you had uh, gathered enough fuel...
1: (laughs) That's uh, relevant to have a tortoise (laughs) shell in there. uh, ...to travel to
0: 1985, 1955, and 2015. Now, it did admittedly have some really cool techniques. You can see here on the screen, do you see the other Marty character? yeah. So when you travelled back in time to a level you'd already been in, your previous self would be there. Oh, like a... Oh. and, And if you bumped into them, it was instant death. Okay. Because you oh, that's a, clever. A, an yeah, that's that is clever. clever.
1: Yeah, pay them that.
0: Uh, but it was overall a super confusing game. Why is game. there a duck? <laughs> like a, a,
1: a human-sized duck is on the screen.
0: Uh, you have to collect pizza in order to because you know how Marty McFly loves pizza.
1: Is he in his pajamas?
0: I don't know what he's in. Um, you you had to collect little clocks to travel. Yeah, through, I mean, get look enough that, time
1: to travel through time. Give him that. But walking ducks, uh, like it's like a side duck.
0: I especially like that uh, you're familiar with the Mario Brothers villain spinies? If we go back to the start of the video, there's actually Spiny rip-offs right. in there. Like um, the little sh- little shell. Yeah, sh- like the, spike like the blue yeah, shell yeah, from yeah. Um, it looks Mario just like, Kart. I yep. mean,
1: it's like it's Mario yeah. with um, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong yeah. mixed in. It's yep, bizarre. exactly
0: what it is. And the original Mario Brothers to boot and then last but there is the little spiny and you can jump on them even though they have spikes but oh well (laughs) is that a hamburger with feet yes so hamburgers uh, were in this game as well don't touch the hamburgers Uh, as we can remember from that classic scene in Back to the Future 2 where the hamburgers try to eat you yep we all remember that scene I prefer to
3: forget it but yeah
0: (laughs) uh lastly we had x-men which we did cover last show but it's so bad it's so good i wanted to go through it again this was a top-down action game where hit detection is basically non-existent the music uh, constantly assaults your ears half of the characters are essentially useless the graphics are so bad that you quite literally can't tell where you are or what you're supposed to be doing and the ai is useless to the point that i'm pretty sure the in-game characters have become aware of Uh, of the game they're forced to exist in and are doing everything in their power to get out. So you had melee characters like Colossus or Wolverine who you had to be up really, really uh, close. Uh, Then you have Cyclops who you could just cheese it and shoot everyone. And everyone just chose Cyclops and just shot. And and that was it. It was just this infinite runner, awful mess. Uh, You fought against tanks um, and other people and things that X-Men have nothing to do with as well. However, it was two-player co-op, so that's pretty cool. That was a bit of a, a rarity for that that time. Yeah. In the end, though, awful game, based on a license. Uh, not going to lie, I still want to play it. <laughs> so the not-so-bad games. LJN did bring out a few that were okay. Like I've got a couple of them in the collection. We can see some here, which we'll get yep. to very, very shortly. But Bill & Ted's Excellent Game Boy Adventure... It was a simple Donkey Kong clone that is way better than the NES version of the same name. Um, you're getting limitations with the Game Boy, but I think if you were playing a Game Boy game back then, you were well aware of those limitations and you were a little bit more forgiving. Uh, this game was actually pretty fun, uh, despite the graphics being, you know, big head mode without it meaning to be big head <laughs> mode. Uh, it was a fun little platform puzzler uh, and you went through the various time periods that Bill and Ted went through as well. Next up... Alien Three for the Super yep. Nintendo, which you've got there, Ben. Just here, yep. Brought that along tonight. So, uh, yeah. how, how much of that game have you played? Nah, not much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. See, see, this is this is me in a nutshell. Buy games Sits just because uh, I like the movie or you know, franchise and play it once. Here you go. Experience it now in real time without having to play it.
0: (laughs) So it plays very much like Metroid with the ability to explore Fury 161 at your own pace. The visuals are stylish. The gunplay is solid. It doesn't follow the movie plot that closely, but that could be a good thing because Alien 3 is easily a worse movie than Alien. 100%. Yep. Yep. Well, it's
1: hard to beat aliens, isn't it? No, nah, aliens flawless. is the best. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I don't see. I actually. I prefer... know, that's not bad. It's not that bad. It's not. And I think that's what the main th- theme yeah. is going to be for these games. Like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. Like, we've mm. just seen some real tosh. But, uh, you know, this, not so bad. You yeah. play Ripley, you get guns, you get to fire him at aliens, you go up against the queen at the end. It's a great time. Mm. Not the queen, the daughter, Ripley's kid. I don't know. No, no, no. I forget bit, how it works. Yeah. No. Uh, next up, we have Crash Test Dummies for the yep. Super Ooh. Nintendo. Yep. And
3: and just on that, so uh, Aliens was uh, toys were produced by Kenner, and uh, Crash Test, uh, the incredible Crash Test Dummies were done by Tyco. So um, interesting that LJN had the license to do the games,
0: especially Tyco, who did. Oh, what's that story? What's that toy line called? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, that's right, Dino Riders. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, Crash Test Dummies was a simple platformer that could have inspired Super Meat Boy with its endless supply of booby traps. It's actually amusing to watch your character lose pieces as they take hits until it's just a bouncing torso. Mm. So, yeah, you, you basically, infinite runner, run through, trying to uh, get through the level. Every time you get hit, you, lo- you lose a piece yeah. of you. Um, yeah. Man, these toys were really popular.
3: Uh, we and this is another thing that uh, we I had as a kid. Um, my brother and I collected these. Once I, once I got frustrated as a kid that I couldn't find any uh, Ninja Turtles that weren't variants of the four brothers, uh, I started looking at other toy lines and things. And Crash Test, uh, the Incredible Crash Test Dummies, were one of those toy lines that we both gravitated to. We uh, saved our money up and bought a lot of the crashed, uh, incredible crash test dummies figures. And mum kept uh, almost all of them. And because uh, my brother's a mechanic and he loves uh, the cars and the vehicles from this line, uh, I let him have the whole uh, collection. And uh, I've helped him over the years build on that uh, childhood collection. And um, he's got quite a impressive collection uh, That's now. Fantastic. So. He's lost
1: his leg and he's just hopping along. Mm. That's great. Considering
0: the animation that would have
1: had to have gone into yeah. uh,
0: coding this, it, it's really quite. And they're big, beautiful sprites. That's one yeah, thing yeah. these LGN games did really well. The sprites were big and detailed, yeah. and it made them a lot more enjoyable than sort of like the X Men game mm-hmm. we saw before.
3: And this this uh, suit is based on the later run Crash Test uh, yep. Incredible Crash Test dummy figures. What so were the original runs? The original all were all one colour. one colour, sort of generic so a like grey a or, or a g- purple. Yeah, or grey, yeah. purple or I have or, memory of Fluro yeah. ones. Yeah, so yeah, that's the that later run. Right.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. to make him a bit more appealing to the yeah, industry. Yeah, variants. Yeah.
3: And that's when the Junker Cons or whatever they're called, junk bots came into play to give the Crash Test Dummies an enemy to fight and uh, to you know get back their parts and limbs and uh, build cars and whatever. Wasn't
2: there A fair bit of backlash to these guys. I've got it. it Used to be called
3: uh, Lax Lad, Ted and Lax. What's it? Help me out here, Trent. Um, Larry and Larry and Ted and Larry or something. It was based
1: on a Canadian public service. Yeah, set like of commercials, set. Yeah. raid, so- raid safety. yeah
3: And then they wanted a cut and saying, you're not, you know, um, you know, Don't advertising. Buckle up. Yeah. You're not advertising this properly. You know, you're starting to, you're making it fun for kids to want to crash into walls and things. So they completely uh, separated yeah. from the, uh Actual Vince s- and Larry.
1: Vince and Larry. And that's, that's why, one, if yeah. you actually. They. they and one yeah. of them's gray and yep. one of them's blue white. or white. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Vince and Larry. Yep. And then later on, when they, they're not allowed to use those names anymore, they change them to something else. Mm. So the Vince and Larry from that line. Spin and something. Yeah. They're, yep. they're the ones that are. Yep more collectible because they were discontinued essentially
3: but you've got characters in the toy line like a a dog that would be flat roadkill (laughs) a cat the the most controversial one was a baby in the car seat uh, that would spring out of the car seat Uh, I never forget. I took the the car to school to show it for show and tell, and everyone's just like, "Oh, cool! It's a car. It's a toy car. Cool!" But then when I threw it against the wall, and all the tires and the windscreen and the the the, um, characters flew out of the windscreen, and you know, and their bodies and limbs are flying off everywhere. All of a sudden, it was an amazing toy and uh, very underrated. So.
2: Mm. See, so yeah. I don't have children, so yeah. <laughs> the idea of a kid's koi that throws children out of it is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: and lastly, what I personally think is the best game out of the list uh, Spider Man and Venom Maximum Carnage mm. for the Super Nintendo, based off the comic book storyline, which it followed pretty closely. Well, the cutscenes in between did, not so much the fighting <laughs> biting the same person. Right. Uh, it is just a side scrolling, beat em up. Uh, yeah you know like double drag and and all those sorts of games uh it's a sought after game today uh oh ben tells his story of how he got his copy okay so i have a little story about how i got my copy of this i was going to fish it out but it's deep down in the recesses of my collection uh so i i didn't but my copy it came from a kid at school called jamie i think his name was and uh, he wanted to sell some of his super nintendo games so he lent me maximum carnage and said oh we'll play it for a week and let me know if you want it and i said oh yeah okay no worries and then a week came by and i just thought i wonder if you ask for it and he didn't oh "Oh, I'll just keep quiet then and then another week by and he didn't ask for it again oh okay i'll just keep quiet and then when he uh, Anyway, uh, it's been 30-odd years, and I've still got your game, Jamie. You're not getting it back, you jerk. <laughs> uh, it was really, really fun. I really, really did enjoy it. And a band called Green Jelly did the intro for it, um, who they also did uh, the Three Little Piggies song, I believe, right. from the 90s. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like the the, little, the, pig, yeah little pig, little pig, let one. In.
2: Yeah. I thought you were talking about the kids' nursery rhyme about the pigs and the wolf.
0: No, 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 no. This, this was much better. They they did throatiness and then went, Lot my chin
1: chin. Yeah. Do you fight any actual villains? Are yes. Are they saving up? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so
0: you, you fight Carnage in it. Uh, They're all bosses. Yeah, yep. you've got, yeah, you've got Shriek in there as well. You've got Doppelganger who's in there. Again, very faithful to the storyline, the comic yep. book storyline. Mm-hmm. Um Being like Super Nintendo, you just got cutscenes in between and a cutscene at at the end.
3: And super deep cuts, Cloak and Dagger, like you hardly ever hear them. Oh, yeah. Captain America's in it. And back in
0: in the 90s, Captain America, again, was a loser that no one really, really cared about. Um, but yeah really fun game really sought after nowadays
3: if anything um, just watching all that the evolution of the uh, animation through the gameplays looked fantastic like we saw Alien 3 sort of was um, you know very dark and movie-esque and then crashed uh, incredible crash test dummies uh, sort of next level up and this one is by far the best it looks great yeah yeah, it 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 moves
1: nicely colours are nice
3: yeah to say this was early 90s I'd be like really you know
0: um, yeah well done Now, the LJN uh, stopped making stuff shortly after this time, shortly after the 90s. I think recently the name and logo was resurrected for a limited uh, run of a toy. I remember reading, but I forgot to write it down. But it was very, very recently, but it was sort of like a retro thing, so they bought it back for that and then just just didn't uh, anymore. So LJN is no longer in uh, existence in any way, shape, or form, unless you want to buy the rights to it. But do you know it is in existence and in... A, a shape of form. Quiz, uh, on, your face. quiz on your face. Oh, yes. here we go. A little game we like to do here at Hack the Dino, where I have four questions, uh, multiple choice questions, uh, and I ask a question with four possible answers uh if you think you know the answer you yell out your name that's your buzzer i will come to you and you can take a guess at what that answer is uh if you get it wrong that's it you've had your turn and the others can have a listen this is the first time we've had a three way quiz on your face um usually it's just (laughs) anto and um floppy quizzing but uh, now we've got ben trent and anto all quizzing together all we need is a cup and everyone's having a good time don't google that (laughs) all right (laughs) quizzing a cup that's our new game (laughs) All right, so going through the scores, we have uh, Brayden is on two, uh, Jazz is on two, Anto is on 12, Floppy's on 14. So anyone who ever comes on here, they're on the scoreboard forever. Yep. Nice. Uh, so both of you are on the scoreboard now. Congratulations. Hooray. However, you don't have any points yet. Uh, so I'm going to have to ask Ben not to look at my computer screen where I've yep, got the answers. Sure. no, I won't. Uh, and away we go shortly because I
2: didn't check this sooner so I just have to get to the right are spot. we still taking two questions from some of our Patreons
0: uh, we have a question from Michael Towns and Dylan the villain was not able to be here this week so I chose for uh, him cool alright so first question <clears throat> how many Masters of the Universe video games are there Ben oh Ben I'm gonna go
3: two. Uh, three. 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 Uh,
0: Trent. Yeah, it's multiple choice, guys. Oh, shit. You've got okay. options. <laughs>
3: Hold on. Right, go on.
1: Keep keep rolling off
3: well, well,
0: Ben's out now. Okay. <laughs> so, so it wasn't just, right? It's
1: more than that. No, Four, right.
0: B5, C6, or D7? Trent. Trent?
1: I'm going to go four.
0: Four is correct. Oh, what's so, the fourth one? So there's four games. Yep. Se- there's seven games yep. in total. Four of them are Masters of the Universe, and the others are He-Man.
1: Okay. Well, they did. They did a few recently, like Tappers of Grey oh, yeah, you know those I, ones. All those but mobile games. But things. there was the there was a PlayStation yeah. Two one. Yes, there was yes. then the Game Boy Advance one. Yes. There the was a like then, an OG yep, one. That's the felt, three that I thought. Yeah, and I and I knew there was one more, and I couldn't okay, think of. Okay. They're the I think think three I, I thought. Because these
2: so. questions are so heavily based around <laughs> toy lines, I'm going to be at somewhat of a disadvantage <laughs> this week.
0: Yes. <laughs> Okay, question number two. Uh, the Lego set Super Mario sixty four question mark block contains how many pieces? Mm. A three thousand and sixty four, B two thousand and sixty four, C one thousand and sixty four, or D Nintendo sixty okay. four.
2: Anto. Anto. Three thousand sixty four. Incorrect. Damn it, <laughs> T- Trent. Trent.
1: Two thousand. And whatever it was. Correct. Yes. 2064 Trent's on two. That
0: was from wonderful Michael Towns from Game Boy Games. Beloved Patreon. Uh, Wow. You're cleaning up. Cleaning up, Anto. This was your chance to get (laughs) ahead of Floppy.
2: Look, bring back the music quiz and I'll floor all of you. No,
0: (laughs) it's not happening. Uh, In Japan, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 on the NES is called A. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, B. Super Ninja Turtle. C, Heroes of the World Fighter, or D, New Style Ninja tur- uh, Tortoise? Anto. Anto? A. Incorrect. That Damn was where uh, you come from, though, Trent. Like Hero that was was
2: where I come from. That's why I was like, surely it wouldn't be that, but it must be because it's so dumb.
1: Trent? I'm going with D. The new Style new Ninja style. Tortoise. <laughs>
0: Incorrect. Uh, ben, okay, Ben, you got it. Uh, B. B? Super Ninja Turtle is correct. Yeah. Uh so, all those names were bootleg names. <laughs> yes. so was
1: yeah, legitimate. Hero yeah.
3: Turtles was uh, yeah. European. No? They, yeah. they couldn't use the word yeah. ninja yeah. in the
1: UK release of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. so they had And they couldn't show Michelangelo's nunchucks. nunchucks. Yeah. They had yeah. to Which is weird that considering
0: mm. you've got Sire and two swords. Yeah, it's, yeah,
2: I, it's I remember bizarre. watching it as a kid back in the UK and noticing those differences. And I was like, hang on a minute, this isn't what I remember.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Teenage Mutant um, Hero Tour. I'm going
0: to do a, a little bit thing because this has a video at the end that I'll send over to Anto shortly. But, final question. What was the NES monster-in-my-pocket game called in Asia? Was it A, Batman and Flash? B, Mummy and Dr. Jekyll? C, Sniper Wolf and Psycho Mantis? Or D,
1: Trent and Ben? <laughs> Trent, I'm going with B. B, Mummy and, Mummy Jek- and
0: Dr. Jekyll? Incorrect Anto Hey Batman and
1: Flash? Yes
0: Correct <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh how random
0: So I will uh, send this over to assets to you Anto And Alrighty. you can bring this video up So in Asia For whatever reason They had the game It remained Everything remained the same uh, And then all of a sudden They decided No nah, you know what It's going to be uh, a Batman and Flash So bring it up for us <laughs> Here it is. Have you played the uh, uh, Monster in My Pocket game no. before? No.
1: No, I knew there was one, but...
0: It, it's a side-scroller. Yes. it, it It's it's uh, pretty bad, and it starts off exactly like this. So the monster's jumping out of the pocket. Uh, go to about 15 seconds, Anto. And that's right, I have the time codes. That's got, pretty cool. I like that. They're all the figures that you get yeah. in the toys. Yep. yep. Uh, and that's just <laughs> Batman, Batman <laughs> Flash. <laughs> <laughs> It's even got the monster wow. in my pocket logo. It was just a ROM hack, and they yeah, released that like, in Asia. I wow. couldn't find a box for it, though. Player 1, Batman. Uh, it was a two-player cop as well. So it's just Batman and Flash sitting down watching TV, and they uh, they get sucked into the TV and go ahead and, and defeat Guile for some reason. I was going to
2: say, they get accosted <laughs> by Guile from Street Fighter 2.
0: <laughs> well, at the end of that quiz maniac time... We've got uh, Ben on one, Trent on two, Braden on two, Jazz on two, Anto on... Did you get one right, Anto? 13. Yes, Yes, you did. You're on 13. And Floppy's still on 14. If only Floppy was here, I would be more than happy to congratulate him and wish him well, especially because he was such a good person in rescuing those... What? 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 What my... Have you been under there that whole time? Where the hell would you come from? (laughs) For the podcast listeners, Floppy appears to have been sleeping under the table the whole time. What the hell? I like the way Anto didn't see Floppy come in there. I had no idea.
2: I had a big night. I fell asleep. I heard someone rustling around, but I wasn't sure if it was just jazz in the kitchen. (laughs)
0: But we have been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. Uh, We do many, many things, but this isn't all we do. Uh, Ben and Trent, what else do you do? It's time to plug everything you want.
1: Well, that's pretty much it. Toy power. Yep. Toy power.
0: Um, you, you got a you got an Instagram for Toy Power or, or a place yeah, where you show pow- off your toys? Toy Power
3: podcast and on Facebook, uh, Instagram. On uh, I think we're on Twitter as well. Thanks, Trent uh, Frank. Um, yeah, we're on all those social media outlets. Uh, you can find me at Shredder one nine eight two on Instagram and Futuretoys what thirty two uh, for Trent on Instagram. So. That's uh, us in a nutshell. We're a weekly podcast. Uh, come find us and uh, enjoy some toy antics.
0: Toy antics. Trent? Mm.
1: That's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I don't do the socials, so uh, <laughs> they, they roll them off. But no, You're it's good. There's, there's some um, some great toy. I just use Instagram just looking at toy collections all, all day. But uh, yeah, it's fantastic. So get some, uh, some 80s and 90s toy goodness into your lives.
2: Anto, what do you have in your life? Um, not as much toy goodness as you guys, but, uh, I do social media stuff for Hack the Dino, which Ben has been graciously taking over the last week or two, uh, while I've been stressing and fixing the computer that we've successfully used this evening. Woohoo! Well done. Oh my God. Um, outside of that, I've been streaming a lot more regularly on our channel. Um, so I'm planning on doing it generally sort of weekdays, Wednesday to Friday-ish on the off week. Um... I've got my personal Instagram, which is just at hey it's Anto. Uh, it's private, so you have to follow me to actually look at it. I just put video game stuff up there every now and again, um, and yeah, other than that, not a whole lot personally.
0: Well, I also do a uh, a little thing on Instagram. Usually, you can find all my stuff at Mr. Benjamin, which is basically an insurance record of all my video game things. But for fun. I quite often do a little thing called bad game arts, arts with an S, where I find <laughs> oh, oh yes.
1: <laughs> that that Akuma. It's that I got that box when I bought Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And I got it from the uh, John Martin's. And it's atrocious. It's awful. The box art is the worst. I've still got it. You've if you still want got if it? you wanna if you want it, Hell you can have yes. it. To Hell add, yes add to your collection. So there you go. <laughs> it's it's so bad.
0: Oh, and like the best part is you look at Cammy and like they've put her in such a way her spine would have snapped yeah. in half. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's awful. But all the bad game art from video games history. So we wow. can see there, uh, lately we've been looking at uh, Kickmaster where you have to break your ankle in <laughs> order to be <laughs> A good kickmaster. We've got Smart Ball there, and he's not a (laughs) ball. It's more of a Frisbee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) You're going against the basic concept here. Easy, easy. Next across, we've got... uh, What have we got there, Anto? Ah, yes. Wolfenstein 3D. When you're sneaking around (laughs) a Nazi-filled... castle trying to escape be sure to waste your bullets by firing in the air and letting the Nazis know your position <laughs> but take your shirt off first I'll also about... take your shirt off <laughs> yeah, and right. be yeah. really ripped in those Nazi yeah. death camps that's very important yeah. uh, what else we got there Anto uh, that we might be able to get a, get a rise up ah oh, yes up and down uh, this is this is the car that should be a plane because it's high as hell uh, and can we just scroll down to one of my favourite ones actually Anto oh I like to... the aliens one we, we uh... oh you won't the the That the no that's called xenophobe <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It's a game about aliens It's called Xenophobe (laughs) Um, If we can get out of there, Anto And just go up Because we didn't get to see this last week Uh, Go to the, the, yeah, that phallic one (laughs) So now that we've zoomed in a bit I don't know what all the phallic pieces are But look at the face of the tornado Yeah.
2: (laughs) What is going on there? This was what PC gamers got in the 90s
3: Yeah
1: (laughs) There's some chomberries there for you as well To regenerate some shield Hey. Yeah, Fortnite <laughs> reference
0: yes we found another one Anto yes we're not alone anymore
2: joint uh, Toy Power podcast
1: Hack the Dino Fortnite stream yeah, yeah I think let's it's, do it's it. coming
0: let's do it uh, but we have been Hack the Dino I'd like to thank Ben and Trent from the Toy Power podcast be sure to subscribe to them and us on iTunes and Stitcher and Mitcher and not that other word I said uh, previously uh, and like subscribe thumbs up all the all that stuff but Until next time, you should really get a doctor to look at that. it's, It's growing. It's not nice. Don't be silly.